0: hello again everybody welcome back i'm ed kratz with the philadelphia eagles insider podcast brought to you by the fans first sports network joined by my co-host john McMullen. Uh, we are standing outside the eagles facility here on a friday about 48 hours before the Eagles will finish the regular season with a trip to New York to play a Giants team they just beat a couple weeks ago, 33-25. It wasn't easy that game, obviously. The Eagles needed a yeah. interception in the end zone from Keeley Ringo to seal it. And that's been their only win, really, since uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, they beat the Buffalo Bills Thanksgiving Sunday, but they've only won that one game since. And here we are, 11-5, and five, and the Eagles are probably going to play Uh, Most of their starters, probably all their starters, because this team needs to kind of find its footing heading into the playoffs, which looks like it'll be next week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. John, what what, what are your thoughts here uh, on this Eagles season and how things are going right now?
1: Yeah, that's the most likely scenario is going on the road as the number five team to Tampa Bay, which I still think is a very winnable game. But for week 18, the Eagles are going to, it, 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 no matter how small that chance is, there's still a chance to get that number two seed if Dallas loses at Washington. Remember the Cowboys are only three and five yeah. on the road this season. Right. So the Eagles mentality is play to win the game. Um, I do think they'll score board watch. So it, it becomes pretty clear uh, the Cowboys are going to win. Maybe you'll see Jalen Hurts, somebody like that subbing out for Marcus Mariota, some other key players, but um and, and expect him to be cautious. I, I don't think you're going to see Devontae Smith this week, I don't. who's dealing with a sprained ankle.
0: That'll be his first uh, game he's missed since he was yes. drafted here. He's been in all 50 games. Yes. This will be the first time he takes a seat.
1: Remember what we are talking about when Devontae got drafted at 166 pounds. He's proven to be extremely yes. durable. Yes. So it's rare, but I think the Eagles are going to err on the side of caution. Darius Slay, who's maybe ready to come back, uh, from knee surgery, arthroscopic knee surgery. I think they're going to
0: be cautious with him. Yeah, I don't think he plays. Wait until the playoffs. Yeah, um, which is weird because they could have put him on IR, right? I mean, this yeah. would be the fourth game he missed. Um, you know, why not put him on injured reserve if you know he's going to miss they four games? They could have,
1: and I think it's one of those things where they expect him back. And I think he could play this week if they absolutely absolutely needed him. But, you know, they're indoors today. It's Friday here at the Novacare Complex chilly day uh ground is frozen so they kind of moved indoors and slay doesn't like even practicing on the artificial turf here so MetLife, one of the worst stadiums yeah. in the nfl from the players perspective i don't think they want to push it um and maybe they didn't think about it and said oh, week 18 we don't want them playing there anyway yeah so they you know, they could have used the
0: roster spot but i don't i don't think it's mattered that much. Yeah, I don't think it has either, right? It's not like they lost Christian Ellis. They lost him before uh, the whole thing with Slay happened. But, you know, listen, I thought they might sit Jalen Hurts for this game because, you know, I guess his knee issue is behind him at this point that he struggled with, you know, heading into the bye week in Week 10. Um, so to me, you want to make sure he's healthy. If something happens to him on yeah. this turf, and it did happen to him two years ago, that's where he suffered the, an- suffered the ankle injury uh, that required offseason surgery. It affected him in that yeah. playoff game at Tampa in his first year as a starter. Um, so you really have to cross your fingers and hold your breath that something doesn't happen to him. I thought there would, might be a chance they go with Marcus Mariota. Uh, because, you know, he's still capable of possibly winning a game, and it's a game that really is a long shot that will win the NFC East for him because I don't think Dallas falls in Washington. Uh, Commanders have four wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're just not that good of a team. They had nobody make the Pro Bowl, yeah. <laughs> which is rare. Crazier so, things have happened, yeah. though. We've yeah. seen it
1: all. As long as there's at least a chance you got to play to win the right. game. So Right, And
0: because what happens if the Cowboys lose and yeah. the Eagles start Mariota and a couple other you know, uh, backups and and they lose. You know, yeah. if the Cowboys lose. They have a chance to win the NFC East. Yeah, so. Uh, so you do have to kind of play it honestly. I think you're right. They'll scoreboard watch. We won't see Smitty. Probably won't see Slay. Um, and there's a couple milestones too for some players, right? I mean, Jalen Hurts needs a 197 yards passing to become the second Eagles quarterback in history to surpass 4,000. Carson Wentz, who, by the way, is starting for the Los Angeles Rams yeah, this week. Yeah, 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 that'll be something interesting to watch. But, uh, yeah, uh, he did it back in 2019, Wentz. I think he had 4,039 yards passing. Um, Donovan McNabb probably would have had it back in 04. I think he had 38, 50, something like that. But the Eagles, uh, Andy Reid, rested the starters, I think, for the last two games yeah, because yeah. they had everything wrapped up. So Donovan would have top 4,000. So, you know, that's a milestone. Jalen Hurts can hit. There's been a lot of talk about him kind of having a regression season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, a lot of controversy this week because A.J.
1: Brown spoke after taking a little uh, hiatus from uh, talking to the media about two weeks, which is atypical of A.J. And when he did talk to us, he kind of, you know, uh, defended the coach who's taken a lot of arrows recently, Nick Sirianni. Rewind to that Seattle game, Ed, there was that the uh, strange explanation of the final interception where... Certainly to the naked eye, it looked like Jalen Hurts didn't look off up to safety. You know, probably made a mistake trying to throw the go route to A.J. Brown. Uh, at the time, Nick Sirianni defended the players, said it was his call, made some kind of crazy explanation of we're trying to get a pass interference call down the uh, field, which didn't make any sense, and we all pointed it out. So A.J. finally said, you know what? That was our fault. We were improvising. That's the word he used. Um and and people took that and said, you know, what's going on here to Nick Sirianni today? And I think the labeling was an issue. I tried to clarify that with Nick. And you know, when people use the term improvising or freelancing, it was just a normal audible, normal check in the course of the game. They just made a bad play. Um, AJ explained it. Defended the head coach. Um, and Nixer said, "I'd do it again, even if I came off looking a little foolish, because that's what coaches do. You got to protect your players." Um, our buddy Zach Berman from uh, All Philly, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, mentioned certain things. You know, you didn't see that from Jalen Hurts, though. Maybe that's a little bit of a problem that he's not willing to go defend his head coach.
0: But yeah, he talked after that game, after that play, and never mentioned it. You know, just yeah. uh, you know, he could have had the opportunity to say, "Hey, that was on me." We- I mean AJ thought we saw something yeah. that wasn't there so we took a shot and it didn't work out next yeah. question uh, yeah. but he didn't so you, you yeah. wonder about the accountability and my, and, and, and my problem is the decision because we've gone full circle
1: on this I you know when I first saw the play I said boy you know the corner was about 10 12 yards off you know challenge shouldn't be making that decision that's not when you want to throw that go route um, and I thought it was a bad decision at the time. Then Nick said, no, no, it's the play we called, and that turns out to be just protecting the quarterback in full circle. It was yeah. a bad
0: decision. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you should probably be accountable for that. Right, right. But <laughs> as far as the regression goes, the numbers, I mean, what I think he's up to, what, 18 interceptions or 17 <laughs> now. I've lost count. Yeah. Uh, he had the one at the end of the game against the Cardinals on a Hail Mary. Uh, that might have been his 18th. Uh, he's got well, he's five got, fumbles. I, I think he's – if he's not first, he's second in turnovers. Yeah, over twenty in the NFL. of them. Um, um, that's not good. But on the flip side, he's thrown more uh, uh, touchdown passes than he has in the past. Right, set a franchise record for touchdowns total. Right, you fifteen rushing, which was which an NFL, NFL record,
1: record. Um, held now, by
0: Cam Newton back in twenty eleven. Josh Allen
1: has also his fifteen, I believe. So you know they not jockey back and forth, but
0: yeah, um, still thirty eight touchdowns, I believe total. That's pretty good. Right. Um, Randall Cunningham had the most previously, at 35, back in, I think it was 1991. Yeah. So a long-standing long record. Yeah. So you look at the numbers and you, you, you don't see that regression really, but you got to factor in the turnovers. Um, that's a big part of it. And maybe the accountability or, or lack thereof yeah. could be a problem. Yeah. You
1: know, uh, I, I was talking to Mark Frank, also one of our friends of the show, who's been on the show before. And I compared it to Joel Joel Embiid with the Sixers. You know, when you don't, who's a tremendous player, obviously, for basketball fans out there. But if you don't hold guys accountable, they start to get this entitlement sort of um,
0: um, behavior. And I think maybe we're seeing that with Jalen Hurts. Maybe. Maybe. And then you wonder how that affects the team. You know, some of the players on the team, they see that. And maybe they're, you know, resentful of it. Um, Or maybe they feel like, hey, if he can do it, you know, we can get away with stuff, too. So, you know, either way, it's a poison that probably needs to get nipped in the bud. And and listen, we're just kind of speculating here on that. Now, Nick
1: said he held him accountable. We don't know. We can't see behind the scenes. I'm sure they they tried to correct and said what I just said. Look, corner's 12 yards off. Maybe that's a sign not to throw a go route. You didn't look off the safety long enough. Julian Love was able to come over. Right, uh, who's a very good safety. I think he made the Pro Bowl this week. So, um, you know, and he made a great play to his credit. But you got to look that safety off if you're going to throw that. And I will say, Seattle won the game on the same sort of sentiment. You know, Drew Locke saw single coverage with his receiver, uh, Jack Jackson Smith and Jigba on James Bradbury, and he
0: took a shot and he won the game. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this defense now. This defense. Uh, <laughs> under Matt Patricia, the last three games, the Eagles have had leads at halftime. The last three games, and they've given up a total of sixty-eight points in those three games in the second half uh, to lose. Well, they're one and two. They they held on to beat the Giants, but they lost to the Cardinals, thirty-five, thirty-one. Arizona scored four touchdowns on all four of its second-half yeah, possessions. Twenty-nine points. Twenty-nine points in the second <laughs> half. Hassan Reddick said on Thursday that uh, you know switching coordinators has played a factor in this you know they're still trying to learn how matt patricia wants to play his defense so in hindsight you're thinking well why did nick seriani go ahead and make that move why didn't he just say okay you know you're going to be in collaboration with desai matt patricia and you're going to help him but you're not going to have the final say i mean why did they do this you know that that begs the question why uh when the players are struggling to figure out what he wants to do boy i i you know and and when you look at it
1: the fact of the matter is that uh Nick Sirianni started thinking about a potential change uh, during the bye week when the right. Eagles were eight and one and that to me is just crazy yeah. I mean look the style points weren't there we've said that a lot this season the expectations are so high but the bottom line is if you're eight and one you're doing enough to win games you know why are you thinking about yeah. maybe he needs time to grow into the job something of that nature? I, I think it it, it certainly came off to us like a panic move. I think it came off to some of the players as a panic move. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh-huh. and, and there's no going back now. Yeah, yeah. And they're just going to have to try to get it right. But do you have any optimism? Yeah. Okay, Sunday is the regular season finale. The Eagles are in the playoffs. But what do you have any sense of optimism? I do
1: because that first matchup, as I mentioned, whether it's Tampa Bay, could be New Orleans, could be Atlanta – the NFC South winner is not going to be a very good football team. So if you can get over that hump and look, they've lost Arizona. They took the, they needed the last play, the interception, as you mentioned with Kaylee Ringo to beat the New York giants. They lost the Seattle with a backup quarterback. They can also lose, but mediocre teams. So if you can get over that hump, if you play well, maybe you get some of your confidence back and who knows what happens from there. But, um, you know, right now it's not good.
0: No, no, right now
1: it's not good. So you lose four or five um, after that ten and one start. It's not a surprise to me that this is where the Eagles are. I think I picked them to go twelve and five before the season started, but it's the way it went. Right, you know, exactly. So if you start seven and three instead of ten and one, and you're eleven and five, I think everybody, everybody's okay. Not saying you want to win the division, you want to get the number two seed or be as high as you can possibly be. So I think the way it's shaken out has been such a disappointment. Yeah. Maybe Slay on defense when he gets back and he's not going to get back into the playoffs, yeah. as we mentioned. Maybe Zach Cunningham, who I do expect to play this week, maybe those two guys can settle things down a little bit. You're never going to have a great defense, but if you have a serviceable defense – maybe this offense can win some games
0: yeah and you know to kind of set that playoff scenario a little bit the Eagles will play Tampa if Tampa beats the Carolina Panthers who have two wins Two wins, yeah. so that's probably going to happen although like you said stranger things have happened uh, so if Tampa loses then the Eagles would face the winner of the Atlanta Falcons uh, New Orleans Saints uh, it doesn't matter who it's going to be on the road no matter who it is yeah uh, the Eagles wouldn't have the right to have a home game and that is going to make it tough to get back to the Super Bowl, which was their goal heading into the season. They would have to win three road games and that is hard, hard, hard to do. Um, But, you know, I think the familiarity of Eagles and Bucks played earlier this year, right? Yeah. They played on a Monday night. Yeah, it might have been the Eagles' best game, Week Three. In hindsight, it might have been. You right. know, they they did a good job against Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think they won twenty-five. To, it was like a score. eleven. Well, twenty-five to eleven. Yeah, yeah first Score-agami. time. score Scorigami. Yeah. First time that's ever happened. So I don't know if that familiarity helps or hurts the Eagles or helps or hurts the Bucks. Um, I, I think it probably would favor the Bucks. To be honest, I mean, you know, they know what this Eagles team can do. Uh, they know they're struggling, and the Bucks have played well here down the stretch. Yeah. Well, I think the Eagles' defense is kind of
1: – they were playing pretty well. I think people forget early in the season. Not gangbusters, but certainly solid uh, defense. They've lost all their confidence now. They're yeah. trying so many different things. Last week, Hassan Reddick <laughs> dropped and covered seven times. Ridiculous. It seems like they're just throwing stuff against the wall, hoping stuff sticks. Um, so defensively, they're not the same team that that held Tampa Bay to 11 points. Tampa Bay's gotten better, but let's face it, they're a mediocre team. That I believe they're eight and eight going into week 17. That's so right. they're going to either be one game over 500, one game under. I mean. It's not exactly the San Francisco 49ers who so you could
0: potentially pace the week after if you win. but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, arrested 49ers team yeah. because they have the bye. They have the bye, yeah. Yeah, so not a good look. So, all right, just for fun, even though this game on Sunday in New York doesn't seem to matter too much, uh, what do you think happens? Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins? I, I, I do think – I mean, the Eagles typically beat
1: the Giants when – They're good, bad, indifferent. They've they've dominated uh, this rivalry in recent seasons. I think 17 out of 20 um, overall. Um, I expect them to win the game, but Tyrod Taylor seems like he's going to play. He's got a little bit of a back injury. They've been serviceable when he's in there. Mm -hmm. If Tommy DeVito was playing, I'd say, well, the Eagles are going to win. You could probably play Marcus Mariota. Anybody you want, they're going to win. Yeah. With Taylor, he brought him back in that game at Lincoln Financial Field. He can move the ball a little bit. So I think it'll be tougher than people would like, people would hope. Probably 28, 23 Eagles.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing. The Eagles are hoping that they kind of get some momentum from this game. But if it's a close game and, you know, you're not dominating a New York Giants team that has, what, five wins? After losing to a four or what was then a three-win Arizona team, you know, this whole thing could backfire. You know, they could struggle, win by a point, lose by a point, and then what do you have going into the following week? I, I think this Eagles season is over. I think they'll find a way to win Sunday, but I have no optimism going forward into the playoffs at all even Uh, against Tampa even Even against Tampa even against New Orleans against Atlanta I have just no confidence that this team uh, having replaced coordinators and what looks like a panic move to Matt Patricia they're just not going to do it this year Um, but I think Nick Sirianni comes back next year I think you know he'll, he'll have a shorter leash He'll have to get things right next year, or he could be be gone after. Oh, yeah, next the season. clock starts, and I yeah. think I think when it does
1: end, and I'm I'm with you now. I think the Eagles have a good chance to win the the wild card round, but then they're going to get just their head handed to them by yeah. San Francisco most most likely. Um, either way, it's going to be a disappointment. Um, I do think you're going to have it's Jeffrey Lurie's sort of. Uh, History that you need scapegoats if you don't reach expectations. I think much of the defensive coaching staff will probably be gone uh, and they'll be the scapegoats. Um, Certainly, you're going to get in a new defensive coordinator. And I think the clock starts at that point with Nick Sirianni.
0: Yep, absolutely. So uh, we're going to be heading to New York. It's supposed to get a little uh, blustery, maybe a wintery mix uh, this weekend. But John and I will be in the Meadowlands uh, on Sunday. uh, And we'll talk to you again coming out of that game. Thanks again for listening. I'm Ed Kratz. John McMullen. We're your Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network.